Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2021. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2021. And at the end of the year, we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. Tonight, we are kicking things off with Nafs at Peace by Jaubi. And we'll finish things off with Molt, composed by Clara Lanata. So it's, it's important that now that we're doing jazz and classical, I got rid of my beer and... Uh, I, I miss the beer can. I'm drinking a watermelon hard <laughs> seltzer. As Why is that? Classy uh, listeners as classy, of jazz. And classy of doesn't wish. get much classier than that. Um, yeah, so getting into jazz for the first time this year, um, which I was really excited for... Um, I want to do jazz and we've had some really good jazz on the show yeah I, I still feel like we've hardly done any jazz over I mean we've done a few I know but but like single digit albums for know, sure yeah which is too bad because I love jazz but mm-hmm. you know and and this one's very interesting because this is uh very heavily like uh middle eastern yes influenced uh jazz which is um, definitely not something I'm used to. I'm very unfamiliar with uh, traditional Middle Eastern music. Yeah, not a not a scene I have any knowledge about at all. <laughs> yeah, so we're probably going to say some something dumb. <laughs> yeah, something dumb at some point. Bear with us uh, here. Yeah, but but yeah. So I, I was I was really excited for this. And, I mean, and it's it's getting great reviews uh, as well. Um, so. Getting into with with any jazz album, like going into like I expect like premier musicianship. I I expect premier per level performances, songwriting, and just seeing what the, what they go with it. And I think this one is is great for being a style of jazz that is just entirely new to me. Because as we we had touched before, it's very Middle Eastern inspired, and it's very traditional Middle Eastern instrumentation with modern jazz stylings at sometimes and i th- i think it worked fantastically i think this is like this was like the fastest 43 minutes all year for me yeah right? <laughs> it was a very quick 43 minutes yeah it's like it, I, you know I, i'm not saying i i think this it's not going to necessarily take the cake or anything like that but as far as just energy and you know just driving you through the album unparalleled mm-hmm yeah, um, my takes are very similar to what you guys said. I think um, if you're looking for a well-played, you know, uh, fun to listen to uh, blend of both Western and non-Western jazz influences, this is your album. And one one really specific thing that like really got me for this album. This might be my favorite bass tone ever. I was gonna say the this, same thing. The bass is fucking well, sexy on yeah. this so, album. So what's so <laughs> amazing about this is that the rhythm section is of course tight as hell as they should be in jazz, but but yeah, specifically the bass tone. It's such a modern, progressive bass tone mm-hmm. on a jazz album, like. You know, typically when you're, you're listening to like jazz, the bass guy, he's got sponge under his bridge and he's trying to sound old school, like mimic the upright. This guy's like, no, fuck it. You know, this yeah. is like, this is a, a, yeah. a super, super modern, you know, like, like people who are familiar with like metal, the metal bass. And this is almost the like, yeah, no, I was dark gonna glass say, it kinda... sounds a lot like the bass from Exodus. Yeah. Like... Um, or it reminds me a lot too of like the, the like dingwall bass guitar through a dark glass pedal like 
like nolly periphery kind of bass tone, but like used on a jazz album, and it's so cool. And like not just on a jazz album, like a very like a lot of instrument instruments on here are traditional instruments of the region, right? Like and like there's like a lot of like hand drums on here. The the hand drums on here are so good. All the drums, like all the drums. So I, good. Yeah, and. This this has just been a was a tremendously unique album that I I mean I didn't know what to expect coming into this um, I don't know if I got it but what I did get I'm just I was just wild about yeah I don't know if I necessarily agree with it being tremendously unique I I think I don't think it was uh, I've never by- heard anything like this. I haven't either necessarily, but I have. I've heard everything that's part of the. It's, I've heard everything in this equation. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, I've heard similar Middle Eastern style sounds. Uh, the, I think the basis of the song structure, you know, fits along with you know funk and jazz and mm-hmm. that I'm familiar. So I, I will agree with you. Yeah, this specific type of thing uh, altogether, no. But. Um, I've definitely, it's a very familiar album with anyone who's decently versed in any type of music, any type of jazz music. So it has that, you know, familiar, uh, tangible quality to it while also being... Any kind of real music, Ben, you know? (laughs) Yeah, real people music, yeah. Yeah, uh, Melody, (laughs) harmony, rhythm. There were, now there were a couple sections where it seemed like it was only like the drums did their own thing for a few seconds. So those particular portions of the songs were not music, but usually all the stuff was playing together. Therefore, uh, it was mainly music here. They're, They're... there's some very dark jokes when making Ben Shapiro comparisons on a very heavily Middle Eastern influenced album. I mean, especially with what's going on. In yeah, I mean, the point right is. Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. That, um, that bass tone, though. Yeah, yeah the yeah, fucking the, bass really on fat, here. Yeah, yeah. And, like, honestly, it, it's more than just the bass. Although the, I, I really want to highlight and will repeatedly highlight it throughout this review. The bass really is something special on this album. Such a but, so many fat grooves on this so album. So many fat just, grooves. Every yeah. time the bass and drums come <laughs> and, in, it's yeah. just like, yeah, man. And, but, like, all the instrumentals are just so good. Like, yeah, the sax. I did. really loved the traditional instrumentals yeah. on here. And the sax work was great. It's yeah. it's such a clean cutting tone on the sax. Now was it yeah. um, was it soprano on some of those moments? Was there a soprano well, sax I, or, my, or well, um, I think it was actually like a traditional Middle Eastern instrument. Uh, I don't it? know if it was actually. It could a be because it's like it there sounds soprano. There, yeah, like, there not, like there's some more like yeah. Western traditional uh, instruments on here at times, but like. As far as like what's highlighted, they don't really typically highlight the Western instruments on here no, outside of don't. the rhythm sections. Right. Um, um, so yeah, I as, at least as for the highlights, I don't think that was a saxophone. I think okay. that was like a traditional, which I, I have no idea what it, it would sounded be great. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say like it, it almost sounds like a soprano, but it's like yeah, it, it not, sounded not quite like very, like like very soprano sax is very similar to like a clarinet or like an oboe some kind of yeah. reed instrument yeah it, it's know? a reed instrument it sounded like a double reed right it's um, a little more tasteful than it like a soprano sax really has that like oh that's a that metal <laughs> oh i feel like yeah that metallic and this was like i just love the tone of it so yeah, i, I th- it, it was it's more similar to like to like an oboe okay uh, yeah it, you know it sounded like wooden double reed like you're saying but yeah. i don't know enough so to, that yeah. showcases our jazz knowledge when we're debating what instrument was being played throughout the entirety of the album. Well, I mean, really. we've already admitted that like most of the instrumentals on here are instruments we are not familiar <laughs> with and have probably never seen in our lives. 
Yeah, I think so. the one thing to me that I was not super big on with this album was actually the, the final track, which is the title track, in that it lacked some of those like just driving grooves that mm-hmm. the album was, you know, was showcasing. And it, to me, it's kind of like, they're kind of interesting choice to end, not necessarily to end on a, a slower, more mellow note, but like that's the title track, that's the... When, when the rest of the album was so groovy and so driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with throwing a ballad on there, but it, it was weird for it to be the title track. But, you know, as we've said before, when I'm complaining about, like, song order and stuff, we're talking mm-hmm. usually a pretty good album. One, yeah. one complaint I do have on here is... It is a pretty repetitive album. Like when we yeah. say like it, it grooves really hard, it does groove really hard, but it grooves really hard for like five minutes straight. Yeah, and then it um, goes into another groovy groove, song. Yeah, yeah, which I mean, it grooves so hard that I'm that I'm I'm with it the whole way. Yeah, but like I I could see it being a bit of a problem, and at and when I like take a step back from it, it does I think kind of bring it down a little bit because it because of just how repetitive it is. Yeah, but. I mean, overall, it's still... It's a very fun listen. Yeah, it's, it's one of so the best fun. listens we had so far. Yeah. And I think it's going to go, you know, not super high, just because, you know, like we said, it's not exactly bringing anything new to the table. I mean, it's new to me as far as the sound goes, but I don't think this isn't changing jazz well, by any means. Yeah, and, one uh, comparison that I I had with this one was actually the, the Natalie La Forcada album from last mm, year, which mm-hmm. is re- the really traditional, like, Hispanic folk music. Right. This felt very similar. It felt like a very genuine um, traditional music of, of the region. But I have no knowledge of the history of music in that region right. or, or the traditional songs that a lot of this is based off of. So I, I and I can't comment on that, but I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know enough to really say, but I, I the thing to me is, yeah, that we have some of these complaints that they're for the most part pretty minor complaints when you when the, the kind of minor complaints we have when we enjoy an album but mm-hmm. i i just kind of don't care about those things a lot in the sense because like i said it was a very fast 43 minutes for for everything else the album just held my attention and just blazed through its runtime you know and yeah. so i i don't want to be too harsh on it in any sense because yeah there's some stuff that like you know, I'm, I'm reviewing an album. I'm going to have some positives. I'm going to have some negatives. But for the most part, when the album feels that quick to me, it's very mm-hmm. hard. To, you know, in, in, I feel like in feel, this is very close to some of our like 20 minute albums for me. Like, oh, yeah. And it we've had 20 minute albums that oh, lasted way longer. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the uh, uh, Hobo Johnson. Hobo Johnson. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> from a few weeks ago. That was actually, you know what? That one didn't. That one actually went pretty quick for me. I think just because for the except for that the, Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein song went was, on yeah. for like a half hour. I swear to God. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that just is like true. Dying for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah. Um. Uh. We're gonna be having a bonus episode coming out for you guys in a few weeks about great like road trip music, and this has a lot of like qualities I love in like great road trip. Yeah. Music. Yeah. You don't need to focus really hard on it. It's super fun the whole way, and it just makes time go by like it yeah, does. It just, yeah. Like, Blazes through. Yeah. Like it. It. it it's super fun. I uh, uh, really, really unique instrumentation on here, um, or well, at least unique to me. I mean, there is a whole you know other half of the world out there that this may not be unique to, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I would highly recommend this. This was I this was too. super. This yeah, was super. I, I, it's 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 a great recommend. like pleasing everyone type of thing. If yeah. you're not a jazz listener, it doesn't really matter because it's a pretty palatable album. You don't 
you know, it's like, okay. because it's all groove based. Like, yeah, you just fall into the groove. You don't have to understand what the it should like. Saxo has a lot is, of or, like great stuff for like dance music. I was gonna too, say like, like the drum and bass parts would like please metalheads. I feel like yeah, and like, I I think like a lot of would would praise like electronic like EDM fans too. Like it, yeah. it's yeah. like it has a lot of the same qualities as like great dance music. Yeah, this has. is this yeah. is a. Now here's a question for you because we all like jazz. Um, Brandon, you played jazz um, at a pretty serious level, you know, once in your life. I mean, yeah, well, but to be I fair, mean, some of the people you were surrounded were... by straight up prodigies, and yeah. I know you worked really hard at it, and you got pretty good yourself. So, I mean, we all like jazz. We all know jazz has been around for a long time. We've reviewed a few jazz albums. Jazz as a genre is, you know, it's been around for so long that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's gone stale, but you know, it's like, what would a jazz album have to do for you guys for it to be considered truly great? Like, what I mean, would look what Chewbacca did? Like, I put that at number two yeah, last year. I was gonna okay, say, yeah, like, we, both, we, yeah. we both had a jazz album and top five last year. I'm uh, looking back, I'd probably move it down to three, but I mean, okay, so, like, no, but okay, so let me ask you, was Chewbacca was that like a holy shit moment in the world of jazz, or was that just like a really solid album? Because I did not like it quite as much as you guys did. It didn't like revolutionize yeah. jazz or anything. Yeah, I know. No. Like, and that's it, my, it, I guess that's my question. It's is amazingly like, well done. It, it was yeah. a very modern take on on jazz. Yeah, it, it it did a great job of being new while make while keeping true to what makes jazz jazz. Yeah, um, and I think a big part of jazz is the fact that as a genre, it's so broad. You know, we're talking about yeah. how like. There's almost like metal bass tones on this thing and and stuff like that and and it, it's it feels in place. Jazz, there's just so much that the potential for jazz as a genre is so high that all you really need to do is execute to the highest level. But but yeah, I mean again, yeah. But listen that, but very carefully to what I just said. Yeah. Execute to the highest level of jazz musicianship. Right. You know, like, but that's <laughs> the problem is that there's a lot of people who do that, but they're not necessarily you know gonna catch my attention though. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be really hard at this stage in history to come out with a jazz album that. Well, I mean, con- like, I mean, consider listening to like a Love Supreme when it first came out, or yeah, or uh, yeah. some Mingus. You know, I mean, that would have been like, holy shit, holy shit! I got to tell my friends, holy shit! And I just don't know if see so that's ja- attainable. You know anymore. what? You know what? That gives me that actually gives me ideas for the end of the year when we pick albums. I, or, or maybe maybe later when we do some metal, I, we should do some um, some like modern fusion, like okay. like Pliny, some of these kind of guys. You know, playing eight string guitars, playing the shit out of ball, like, but very jazz. And like, we should bring some of that on some of this, like, okay. jazz evolution, jazz adjacent type stuff. I, I think we'll have to get into some of that because I'm down. Yeah, I, I think I think the genre is evolving a little bit, but it's it has a bit of the classical problem where it evolves out of the term jazz in a sense. Like anything that right. evolves enough in jazz becomes something else. And something it, else, and right? It also yeah. does very much have the issue of like what classical music has right now is. It's it's a live medium these days. It's not really yeah. an album medium anymore. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a live as much. medium. I mean, it kind of always has been, though, in my opinion. Like, it, jazz is always better I mean, yeah, live. But I mean, it's such it, a... And it was the big thing when yeah. album medium wasn't really a thing. Right. And I think just the fact that the genre has been around so <laughs> long. Like, yeah, anything yeah. jazz in the nascent stages of jazz would have been pretty cool because it's... So wildly inventive and mm-hmm. spontaneous and raucous, you know, form of music. And I, I think just the 
the fact that it's been around so long makes it really hard yeah, to no i don't i don't think jazz necessarily needs to do anything that it isn't now it's mm-hmm. just it's just happening yeah. in its own niche of the music community and it's yeah don't get me yeah. wrong i still think the genre is doing great i'm yeah. not saying that at all i'm just saying i'm just saying like for something to come well, along that like for some for jazz to break back into the mainstream some in some way i i don't really know what yeah i don't know how that would happen yeah outside of like maybe like a single track that someone does like the closest jazz of getting into the mainstream that's happened recently is probably like t-pad yeah that's like, like sampling jazz yeah and like right. that's that's pushing it about as hard as you can push jazz breaking into the the phrase jazz breaking into mainstream right i mean we or we could just take the winton marsalis route and say that we should only play songs that are at least 50 years old <laughs> i mean, I mean it brandon is an marsalis option. agrees with that Who's that? His son. His son. Oh, his son. Yeah. Oh, I don't know his son. I'm assuming he, he, he's, uh, a, really he's a musician, famous obviously. Yeah, he's I a really famous okay. sax player. Really, I'm actually not aware of that. Yeah, Brandon Marsalis. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I think that that takes us into um our next album, getting back into classical music. We're going even further. We're going yeah, go deeper. Go. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the previous episode, uh, Lee and I said we're going to two genres, jazz and classical, which traditionally have qualify as music because they have rhythm, harmony, and melody. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was... This was our second visit to Music Concrete this year. <laughs> and third didn't... third on the show, third on the show, uh, from the the classic album we did last year. Oh no 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 no! That's that's very different. I mean, it's. Not I, I'm that saying this is this is this. much closer to Lucy and Aaron than it is to the classical <laughs> album we did last year. You know, I get elements of both though. I, this is like yeah, I was gonna say Lucy and Aaron and um uh the other. So uh, what was it so called? Let, let's let's do a little uh, bit. It's of, like ex- Extinction Event or something. Yeah, that one too. But what was the other weird ass album we oh, did? Oh, Giant Claw. Giant, Giant Claw. Claw. Yeah. So so something that's interesting is there was this. This movement, as we talked about, we did Lucy and Aaron, this this music concrete about doing like recorded sound, sampled sounds and mangling sound and and coming up with these very obscure, arrhythmic, atonal, non-traditional compositions using soundscapes. And and they were experimenting with this out of London and, you know, the 60s and stuff. And and it really kind of with the advent of tape machines became a thing and it's progressed through modular synths today and everything. And. And the thing that's funny is, you know, starting maybe 10 years ago or something, classical composers realized that this existed and thought, what if I wrote a piece that sounded like this for chamber orchestra? <laughs> and so here we are. In 2021. And and this is the problem that's that's hard for me with these kind of pieces is because I'll just blow my load on this one right now. Yeah, it, it embraces some of those things, but but the problem is... They're kind of 40 years behind the ball, and so the mm-hmm. fact that they're doing it with a chamber orchestra doesn't really excite me. It, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, okay, it's really, really cool that you got these sounds out of an amplified chamber orchestra. Like, engineering, audio engineering nerd in me has an immense respect for composing that and doing that. Like, are you, know, are you scraping the bow aggressively? Like, how are you making these sounds? Like, that's all really cool, but at the end of the day, you're 40 years behind the curve on this kind of composition, and so this is just not cutting it in 2021. And, yeah. And f- for me, I, I've t- two big things that I'm gonna say. As with the the, the Lucy and Aaron, this is just 
this is science has gone too far for me. This is just <laughs> this is too abstract. This yeah. is too atonal. This is too arrhythmic. I, and I really just can't jive with this at all, really. Um, I it jibe. <laughs> it it just it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me and i i just cannot get into this and the other thing is with uh, the the extinction events that we did last year uses a lot of the same like breaking string scraping string sounds that are used on this album and going off of what we said on the body earlier this year <laughs> yeah where it like it kind of just like it, it's like the wilhelm scream to me in a way <laughs> yes like where it, it's just like this immediately recognizable at this point sounds overused tool right to which is a weird thing to say for such a niche esoteric yeah. type of music yeah like, to I recognize this that really atonal abrasive sound and i'm just like yeah heard this before right and stop it and and i think what like a a really important point with with this album i think is it's four movements movement one is for orchestra movement two is for piano two percussionists and amplified ensemble movement three is for amplified ensemble and movement four is for string orchestra objects and sine waves and they all sound identical and, and movements more like bowel movements <laughs> but but that's that's what kills me is you you've totally missed the point when the vast diversity of arrangement you know the the different instrumentals the different and it all sounds the yeah, same. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you saying, I was like, what? Like, I, I did not, I can't even distinguish from one track to the next Cause, on cause this. Yeah. The point is that somebody with a tape recorder made these same sounds 40 years ago. And so right. it's just, it's really rough when, when, when you're talking the difference between piano and two percussionists and a string orchestra and you arrived at the same music. Right. Like, come yeah, it's on. Really, it doesn't make and, any sense. And Okay, yeah, I can take a guitar pick and scrape piano strings the same as I can scrape violin strings. <laughs> but <laughs> What's the point of differentiating? That's a big thing for me. Like, go, going back to Extinction Events is, yes, it has a lot of the same embrace of atonalness on here. But there's a there's themes on that album that I yes. can pick out. There, yes. There's also uh, yeah. traditional to, composition. Yeah, yeah. Right, to right. me, this really did just sound like being abrasive just to be abrasive. Yeah, I like. I, I'm not gonna lie though, I got immense satisfaction out of listening to this and imagining some dude in his full tuxedo <laughs> in the concert hall acting like no 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 like 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 the patron sitting oh. up in a balcony acting like he's really like, like understanding the, dude if i paid to see this and like in the symphony i would be so pissed yeah i would be <laughs> i'd be pissed. not be happy like and i know like this is just a level of music that's just above me and like i'm okay with that but i i just i don't see why this was made well, and the thing like is, th- like yeah this was just one of because rare... you can make a really abrasive sound last for 50 minutes doesn't mean you should and i really don't want to hear it. this is one of the rare events where i, I don't i just don't comprehend this on any level oh, whatsoever and, and, and the thing is and i want to jump in here and say like I, I don't think that's the problem because 
as somebody who does partake in this style of music, you know, like yeah. I, I was super th excited for you guys to hear Lucy and Aaron because yeah. it's, it's a weird genre that I'm into and stuff like that. The problem for me here is that you're ascribing too much depth to it. The, the, the problem right. is with this style of genre, half of the, uh, more than half of it is the soundscape. And so I, I really just feel let down by this in the sense that one, like, like I said before, the diversity of instrumentation resulting in such a generic sound is a huge failing. And, and two, it, it's a big problem of like, the point could have been made in seven minutes here, and they made it in seventeen instead. Right. It's just or forty. It's the most most drawn 50. out yeah. basic version of this. And and again, it is really cool that these are live performances in a sense. Like there is something there, but at the end of the day, the the problem is just that it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up to other mediums. Right. Why do this with a chamber orchestra? Right. What's the point? Yeah. It, it was if it, if you could do it forty years ago with tape machine, why do it now with chamber orchestra? You're not. You're you're lost in the weeds of of how you're making the music and and yeah, it's a weird statement for a genre that's so heavily dependent on the methods. I mean, the methods are half the fun in this kind of music, but. But it's really like if you're not doing something compositionally interesting, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You, right. The methods are the point, but but at the end of the day, you still have to present an interesting composition. And just these are four compositions that could have been the same composition. It just doesn't yeah. matter. The, I I really have to wonder how how must like the the players feel about making music like this. I mean, I, I like. I don't want to. Like, Do they just get handed like sheet music and like? All what right, would sheet music for this even look <laughs> I know, like? That's what I'm saying. I'm really I'm getting some great images of all these like classical <laughs> players dressed to the nines, and they sit at their chair, and then the conductor hands them the fucking sheet, and they're like, what "The fuck?" Like, uh, I would love to see sheet music for this. Like, what I does would, it even look like? Yeah, like. It, <laughs> How do you conduct something like this? Is there a conductor? Is, is some gonna, of it improvised? I, <sighs> I, I I appreciate the nod to more, you know, modern abstract compositions. But I, but when I say modern, I'm talking fifty years old. Yeah, it's not modern according to your. I, mean, I don't no, know anything about this, but you it's, do. It's yeah. modern compared to Beethoven. So <laughs> I, I, I get it in a sense, like, it, and it makes sense to me that classical would evolve in this direction. It's just. It's such a weird thing to me because it's it's in a bubble. These these modern classical composers and the patrons of this and the people who are commissioning these pieces, they're like living in this bubble where they think they're innovating and they're really 50 years behind the ball. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you're innovating in classical music and this is new for chamber orchestra to sound like this, but, but man, are you a little bit missing the big picture. I mean, it's an impress, and again, it's a very impressive composition. I don't want to sit here and say, "Wow, bad composer." Like, no, I mean, it's very impressive. It's just, it's very out of touch, and I and I don't, I don't say that as a specific comment to the composer here. It's more just like the modern classical scene is out of touch. It's really out of touch. I just, I, I just don't see a point of this album. Like, I, I don't see yeah. what this was trying to do. I I know. I mean, it was like fifty minutes of just noise. Yeah, I did. I couldn't there, pick up on anything like either I, musical I, or thematic. We, here. We've made Ben Shapiro jokes all all night, <laughs> but like, is 
this really is pushing the boundaries of what, of what can be considered music. music. Yeah. And I don't, you know what? And like, not to in be a honest, good way. I don't even care if it's music or not. No, I, I it really just has don't. to be artistic at matter. some point, in I mean, some way. Like, I, this doesn't seem artistic to me or interesting in any way that I can it's identify. It's the same thing I've been saying all night, but like, Giant Qua made this album on a laptop and made it good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a lot of the same plucked string sounds and stuff, you know. Yeah, like, it, at least a Giant Claw, like, I'm still not that too keen on Giant Claw, but at least Giant Claw, I'm like, yeah, there's something there for someone to appreciate. I don't know if I'm the right audience for it, but, like, there's definitely something there. And in this case, I maybe someone yeah, will like, disagree with, with, with me, Giant but Claw, I, I could quite... feel my brain getting smoother as I listen to that <laughs> album. Like, for this, it just, like, I just feel myself getting tired and frustrated as yeah. I listen to the album, like... I I really me, yeah. don't have anything good to say about my listening experience. It was not a fun I was, one. I had to do this in two parts. I did the first two movements, and I took a break and did the next two. <laughs> Dude, I... This isn't even so that week, long of a, of a piece, by the way. It's like, what, 40, 45 this minutes? It's the same length as Jowby that we said was the fastest yeah. 40 minutes. Oh, this is like one an hour. Weirdest... So it's like the same length as the Billie Eilish record. Yeah, this is one of the weirdest weeks for me listening-wise, because I think I listened to... The, I started with the Eilish record. I think I yeah, listened to record, that, like... We, this, we're recording this the same night as we did Billie Eilish and uh, Lord. And Lord. So, Dude, I think I listened to the Eilish record, like, six times before I even started any of the others, <laughs> and then I just wiped through the others in, like, an instant. It was a very strange week for me. But let me uh, make one more final comment, because, I don't know, we're kind of just saying the same things over and over again, but I do want to contrast this with the Extinction Events uh, Liza Lim record from I last cannot. year. I cannot you, for the life of me. You can't what? This is just this is just worse across the Oh, it is worse, board. but I'm saying I'm using that as kind of a foil for this one because I actually rated the Liza Lim album pretty highly last year and actually... That's Liza Lim, that's what I couldn't think of. Yeah, doing. right, is that Extinction yeah, Events? No, yeah, you're, no, you're yeah, totally right. Extinction Events and Dawn, of course. Because I actually rated that one pretty highly and, and it's a similar thing to this one, but with the Liza Lim album, for one, there was a semblance of something musical, which I can kind of, you know, so the average listener can at least latch on to something. And Even also, if it was for fleeting <laughs> moments. Very fleeting moments. But the thing about the Liza Lim album that was cool was there was so much imagery in that album. It was a very visual album. You know, you could kind of picture whatever the... I mean, different people may have different interpretations of it, but for me, that was a very visual album. Yeah. This album gave me nothing. Like, nothing at all. Yeah. Just a big void of weird, you know, chaotic sounds. Again, looking at the, the titles of the movements... You have paw marks in wet cement, troglodyte angels clank by, and dead wasps in the jam jar. God, and, I love that name, by the way. But none of those three things should sound the same. No, there's I mean, also nothing in dead wasps in the jam jar that sounded like wasps in a jam jar. I mean, I, kinda, I was really hoping. I kind of felt to that. like a wasp in a jam jar yeah. listening to it, but that was like the. Cl- I I didn't and, and, get any of that. I think I, the thing that really annoys me with this at the end of the day is it boils down classical music as a genre to compose for orchestra. Right. And it's like, that's such a misnomer. Because, like, to me, this... There's no element of classical music here to me. To me, no. this is, mm-hmm. like, music concrete. This is stuff... And it's it's not even that good, but it's patting itself on the back for being classical because it's composed for orchestra. And it's and like... It's, it, saying it's composed for orchestra is pushing that... The phrase <laughs> composed... <laughs> Very, very hard. But that's yeah. the thing, and that's the thing that, like, yes, I, I, I appreciate bringing some of these 
more obscure kind of sounds and compositional techniques in absolutely but but like ben was saying with liza lim this stuff was used but there was also traditional compos you know orchestral com composition and traditional classical composition on that record and it's like that's cool that's pushing stuff forward but when you lose that traditional composition now you're saying the orchestra itself makes it classical just right. because of the fact that it's a chamber orchestra it's classical and it's like yeah I, I i don't like that interpretation that's mm -hmm. not a good interpretation to me like okay you're gonna go play cashmere on orchestra and and say that's <laughs> classical music right, now right, right. no you won't and you know it's that's exactly why i actually i don't consider a lot of godspeed's work to be rock because they use classical like style and classical mm -hmm. like um, like songwriting structures, right? I mean, I, like I would I would argue Mari Cognitum's album from this year is more classical than this was. I would absolutely argue that as well. And yeah. it's like because you're getting lost in the weeds of orchestra. Yeah, yeah. This one was a loser for me. Well, I would this take was, a hard pass. This was a big loser for me. And I I will preface this with uh, again, this is not a scene I have a lot of knowledge in. This is not, uh, I'm, I'm not big into classical music, especially modern classical. Um, but yeah, I, th there, there was nothing in here for me. Yeah, this was kind of a waste of a, of an album slot. Yeah, for yeah. The year. Like getting back, this, this is definitely getting into like, there are definitely worse albums than this, this year, but this might be the one I'm most bummed that gets a spot on the yeah, list. Especially since that. it's getting what might be our only classical piece. I almost want to find another classical yeah, it piece makes just I've done this season. Yeah, because yeah. I really feel like I didn't get what I wanted from this. Right. Man, yeah, and like, I mean, you know, I, I gushed about Giant Claw doing a lot of these same sonic things, just doing them so much, so better. much better. And it's like, you know, this is not, we're too smooth brain for classical music, it's just... I love that term's taking off. <laughs> I, I just, it makes me laugh every time. It's a good one. Yeah, this one just to me, like this specific composition just doesn't bring anything to the table for me. You know, go listen, you know, if you want to do some experimenting, go listen to Giant Claw and compare it to one of these movements. You you should be able to tell yeah. the difference. Listen to Giant I would Claw. love listen to, to Liza hear like, uh, like yeah. a live orchestra do something like Giant Claw did. Like, I think yeah. like, that could be wild. Right. And like, and you actually, you know, you, you, let me propose a way for this album to be better because there is one specific thing I think it could have done that would have made it a lot more interesting. If they had played the same repeating arpeggio through the entirety <laughs> of the album, it would have been really good. And there it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Promises was mildly classical. Oh, Promises was definitely classical. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and we rated that pretty highly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two of I, us did. Two of us did. <laughs> now, that's an example of an album that that has a weird use of orchestra, but I think absolutely justifies yeah, it. Even 100%. if it's a very like yeah. minimalist use of the orchestra, I think it works really well there. And then they had an orchestra sit there for like 40 minutes and then doing finally nothing start and playing. then like come in for like in a pretty minimalistic fashion and for like 10 awesome. minutes. But, but I think it worked really well there. And, yeah. and this is like, it's, it's a waste of a lot of people's time. Yeah. This one it was a waste of my time. It was a waste of my time. You think this was commissioned? Who this shit? Who is who choice? Probably. Was this? I'm pr I'm pretty sure like every new piece in classical is commissioned to some degree these days. 
Um, I'm done. I'm moving on. Yeah, no, I like, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> this one was a this one was a waste. No, guys, we have to keep going. They played nothing for 50 minutes. We have to talk about nothing for 50 minutes. We just talk about Kanye and Donda. So, guys, <laughs> Donda's out. <laughs> I haven't listened yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I oh have you? I have not yeah, listened, I listened yet. If Eric will let me stay at his house for like 10 alert, minutes, it I is, it is a Kanye West album. <laughs> you don't say. Oh. Um, but yeah, we will. Um, actually, this is coming out after we review that. I'm oh sure. yeah, wait. We're after. gonna we're gonna get that out as soon as we can. Um, but yes, uh, please join us next week where we're getting back into metal, which I'm stoked about. Oh yeah, uh, with one of my favorite like weird metal bands. Uh, with uh, Wolves in the Throne Room, they are back. Uh, we saw them live. When, who did we see them? Were they with Slayer? With Behemoth. With Behemoth. Oh, that was cool. That show. was an amazing that show. That was with, um, who else was there? Uh, the Swedish, the Swedish band. At the Gates. At the Gates. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a great show. Uh, yeah, Wolves in the Throne Room is back with Primordial Arcana and Duskmorn with Fallen Kings and Rusted Crowns. Which I'm is really the like. Fucking coolest metal album. I, I have I no basis for it, but I'm so pumped. My neck for that. hair growing and my <laughs> and my neck fat inflating. As, just <laughs> as long as I get some cool beats for my next D and D fight out of that album, I will be happy. I, I, we should clear up. We heard Wolves in the Throne. We didn't see them because they burned so much. They burned so much. They just stuff. fog everywhere. God, it, it was, was hard. Literally to just a fog. Yeah. God. God, it was a cool. They show, except though. the singer was drinking from a wine bottle straight. <laughs> excited show. these guys yeah right. yeah so join us next week for that and uh thank you all very much for listening tonight and uh we'll see you next time have a good night <laughs>